All right, how's everyone doing? We're at episode 18 of the Homestead Shop Talk with Al from Lumley Acres, Ben from Holler Homestead, and myself, Jason, from Sow the Land. And today's topic, we're going to talk about do our kids like homesteading? First, we're going to talk about our week. And I think maybe some of us had some exciting stuff this week, right? <laughs> I know you did. We had a good week. So we are finally getting some solar panels up on the workshop. So I shouldn't say we we finally got some panels up on the workshop. We put 30 up on the roof. Ooh, that's a bunch. So it's uh yeah, so it's a 512 pitch. So I'm trying to think. I don't know what angle I can't remember what angle that is of the roof, but so in the summertime, it'll make a ton of solar. In the wintertime when we get snow, it's not going to shed the snow that easy. But we also have a ground mount at the house, and when that gets snow, it doesn't shed a lot either. So what I did on the workshop, I hung 10 of them on the vertical wall at a 90 degree angle. So those ones will never get snow or ice on them. So that's like four, that'll produce 4,000 watts right there. So I'm curious to see how those work being at a 90 degree angle. I know they say like for maximum solar gain, you're supposed to have I think in our area in the wintertime, it's like a 76 degree angle. So we're 90, but I'm, so it'll just be interesting. We have three different arrays basically now. We have one that's on a roof, one that's a ground mount, and then one that's 90 degree. So it'll be interesting to see like how they do throughout the seasons and which, which produces best. It's nice did, to have. Did you install that yourself? All those? Yeah. So I had Ken from Ken Carpentry and his guys, they gave me a hand doing the roof mounts because, um, we did what 30 panels and each panels weigh about 50 pounds and we had to put the racking in the roof. So I hired those guys for a day and a half, two days and they gave me a hand. So it was a lot easier than trying to get Gina up on the roof and have her give me a hand up there. So, <laughs> yeah, that's great. The, the wall is a 12 feet high. So you're a little bit higher up too, because it's not just an eight foot high wall. It's always fun. It was something new. It, it went well. We figured out different ways to do it. So, but I remember doing, when we did the solar ground mount, that was weird because you would think, oh, I'm doing a ground mount, it'll be easy. But it's like a 45 degree angle and you're placing your panels on pipes and then you have nothing behind you. It's just all wide open. So you like, and it, the rails are up and the panels fit perfectly. So if you tweak a panel a little bit, it'll fall. So it was like, I didn't like doing the solar array. I'm like, this is weird. So I'm like, I'll try the roof. We'll see how it is. I might kick myself in the butt if we get a lot of snow one winter, but you don't, you don't know unless you try. Yeah. So do you guys see a lot of solar down in your neck of the woods? Like getting popular down there, even just panels and stuff. We have a lot of solar farms. There's a bunch of solar farms around us, but I don't really see solar panels on people's houses very often down here. A solar company just reached out to me this week, actually. And wants to do something I, I don't know if that'll happen but yeah. i'm curious about it you know i might have them out just to kind of do a walkthrough or something seeing what i would need to to do something i don't know what. all you have to do to find out if they're le legit is mention off grid and if they turn tail and run you know they're they're not worth messing with what do you guys get for sunlight in the winter do you guys get a lot of cloudy days in the wintertime, you guys have a lot of sun still. 
Uh, I, no, I think we uh, get we, a lot of sun. Yeah, it, it depends. Um, depends on really how wet it is. Um, I would say in the past couple of years we've been here, I don't know, maybe like 50-50. It'll get, you know, cold and rainy and then you'll, you won't see the sun for a couple of weeks. And then you'll have a week of sunny days where it's like yep. super cold and then, you know, right back to cloudy. So yep. I don't know, maybe like a third of the time is sunny. I don't know. I haven't paid that close attention to it. That's like our winter. Yeah. You don't pay that close attention until you have solar panels. Then it's like, <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't realize we had so many cloudy days. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. bet. I bet. It's kind of cool, though, because it, it keeps you more paying attention to that kind of stuff. Kind of like homesteading. Like you guys probably, I know I never paid attention to the weather or different things before I was outside all the time with the animals and stuff like that. So it's like the that solar the just takes right it there. to one more one more level. So hopefully we'll get the all the solar components hooked up this coming week so that'll be nice to have power out at the workshop just in time hopefully for winter so we can get heat out there and we can have a warm place to work i got a question about that uh i think you're the second person i know that uses that exact language because it's so cold up there um what do you plan on working on what are you going to build indoors in a covered heated space over the winter you have any special projects we haven't like finalized anything. I need a new chicken coop. So I will probably build the chicken coop at some point. We need new chicken tractors. So I'll have to build chicken tractors. Our daughter wants an old vintage farm truck. So I figure we'll probably, we've been looking, but we haven't found the right farm truck that we want to restore. Or we're not going to like restore it to pristine condition because we want to be able to have a farm truck that we want to use. But I figure if our teenage daughter's like, hey, dad, I want to do this project with you, it's kind of like, yeah, that's something we need to, you know, make a priority because before we know it, she's going to be old enough and on her own. So it's like, yep, yeah. I think that'll be the big one is a that's farm cool. truck and then a bunch of, you know, little projects that we have to do or we want to do for the homestead. So what's your week been like, Ben? Oh, more cleaning, more cleaning, more organizing. <laughs> I, uh, I have been <laughs> my old chicken tractors that got retired. I, uh, ripped those apart and completely dismantled them, saved anything that was usable, like the hardware cloth and the roofing. I, uh, it's not really showing anymore, but, uh, I caught a splinter from one of those pieces of wood. It was a gnarly splinter. It was, it jabbed up this way, you know, kind of towards the end of my thumb. Uh, and it went about a half inch deep. Like it was a big splinter. Well, by the end of the day, this finger was about double the size that it normally is. I couldn't bend it. Like it was, it was a gnarly infection. So yeah, I, I battled that all weekend long, putting stuff on it almost hourly. Like, it, you know, the saying sticks out like a sore thumb. Oh man. <laughs> when you can't use your thumb because it's, you know, double size and throbbing and has a small infection. Yeah. It, it hurts. I can, I haven't been able to hardly pick anything up with my, my left hand all, all weekend. Uh, but you know, we're, uh, it's back to normal. I can bend it now. So we're all good. But other than that, yeah, a lot of cleanup, a lot of, we're, uh, we're getting ready to do our meat birds this week. Um, I believe this Thursday this we're going to, okay. yeah, we're going to put them all in the freezer and we're just counting down the days. Uh, I think what's kind of cool is, this time we're going to be so close on feed 
it looks like they're going to be eating the last bag of feed on Thursday. So we got that, got that awesome. down. That's Perfect. Great. I'm, I'm super excited. Like we've, we've ran out before. Yeah, and had to, yeah. We've had to go buy extra feed like the last week. I was just like, man, this is terrible. So this yep. is yeah. perfect. Yeah. Other than that, just more, more cleanup. Oh, I think this is, uh, I think it's a hundred. We started with 104. We've lost, we lost okay. four of them pretty early on like normal. Uh, and then I think I've only lost two or three of them. So it's, it's like 97, oh, 98, something awesome. like that. Um, one of them, yeah. one of them got ran over moving. Didn't even seem yeah. just moving that tractor. And he completely went under the chicken tractor and got run over by the chick lift. So needless to say, he was, oh. yeah, he was, he was not doing too good after that. But other than that, uh, usually we do the Cornish cross and usually by the time we get to the end, man, it's so hard to keep those things alive. They just, it's like, they just decide it's time to die and they do, they just start dropping like flies right at, right at the end. After you've got all that time and money into them. So yeah. what breed did you get? What did you get this year for a meat bird? Uh, the ones we're doing this year, the uh murray's big red um we did these probably like i think it was our first year here so it was like four years ago and we had some feed problems the feed we got was i don't know if it was bad or what but nothing we had on this feed did good and uh you know once we finally got that sorted out i think those meat birds the big red they ended up taking 12 or 14 weeks or something like that. So that was the time we ran out of feed and had to go buy more food and everything did so much better on just tractor supply feed compared to this feed we had been feeding that it was like, that's pretty bad. So yeah, these, uh, these Murray big red McMurray's big reds have been, been pretty cool. They're, uh, they're like normal chickens. They're just bigger. They have all their feathers. They don't, they're not as nasty. Anybody who's ever raised the Cornish cross knows how nasty those birds can be. How about you, Jason? Let's hear about your week. Yeah, I had a fun week. Of uh, well, first of all, Al, I got the coffee. I got the dark roast. Oh yeah, yeah I was going to tell you. About I that. haven't. <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. So, oh, man, I'll let you know. All right. <laughs> I have. Um, I love it. You tried it. You oh, love really? it. Oh, I love awesome. it. It actually tastes real similar oh, to my favorite enough. coffee anyways. Yeah, I've, I've been going to message you all Does day, it? but I've, I've had my head in a project all day. So, yeah, let's see. Well, first of all, I've had my Cooney Cooney piglets get out on me three times this week. Um, you know, the first you know, the first time it's like, you know, okay, what 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 is that? You know, maybe it's just a fluke, you know. And then it happened a second time. And then a third time, I get out in the morning. I got up a little late. You know, it was around, I don't know, 7, 8. And I walk out there. As soon as I turn, like, towards the back of my house, there was two Cooney Coonies, like, practically by my right next to my house. <laughs> like, they were just ch- chewing, on, chewing on the grass. And I was like, what? How did they get out? And so... So I was like, I don't know. Okay, so I go run to the barn. I grab a bucket. 
as soon as I they saw the bucket, they followed me. So I mean, it's a good little distance from where their actual pen is. And but yeah, they followed me like like quick. It was it wasn't even an issue. So as soon as they followed me, they went right back in there. And so there was a third one that was out. And that one, I didn't, we didn't know where that one was. We were looking all over, all over. It was probably, I don't, it wasn't that long, but maybe I would say a good 20 minutes of looking all over. I, I thought, oh man, some, maybe something got him. Uh, maybe he's in the woods somewhere. I pictured the neighbor. I don't know where, but I saw him. He was up by, up top of our property. He was eating the excess um, uh, turkey feed that I had that was just kind of on the, on the ground. <laughs> And but as soon as he saw the bucket, he came down too. And then after that, I was like, okay, we need to figure something out because I'm about to put these little piglets on my smoker. <laughs> <laughs> so what I what I ended up doing was I, there was overgrown grass around the netting, and so I thought, okay, I'm gonna grab my edger. You know, I I edged around the the netting because it was just overgrown. It was touching the netting, made that shorten it out. So between that. And then I switched out the batteries in my um, IntelliShock charger. Um, switched them out for brand new. I had, luckily, I had brand, already charged batteries in my barn. Switched those out. And the charge was like double what it was. And then right after I switched them out, they tried to get out again. They pushed. They went in the same spot where I where they would get out. And as soon as they hit that fence, it shocked them and they backed up. So since then, I have not had them get out. So, <laughs> but you know, so I, I, it was a low charger. It was, it was probably that. Um, so after we figured that out, we had our our build workshop this weekend, um, which we had six people, nice. and it went, it went great. I mean, we, you know, I probably took. We started at 9 a.m. We were done by 5, and we finished building this chicken tractor. You know, we had lunch. Lorraine made a made a lunch uh, for everyone, and you know, uh, it was great. I mean, I mean, people, you know, there are some really cool, like, like nice, super nice people that come to these workshops. You know, like there's a little bit of anxiety there of having workshops like that because you're like, you want it to be, you want to like, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's anxiety there because you, yep. you don't want to be disappointed. You don't want them to yeah, be disappointed. Don't disappoint. don't you know, like I down. want them. Right. Yeah. You want it to be like good value for them. You want it to make it worth their while because they're, you know, spending money to come here and, to learn something and they're taking the time to do it. And so I want it to be good for them and worth it. And so, but what, you know, once they're here, it's like, they're really nice and just thankful. And it just seems like it was just a happy day. Like they just really wanted to be here and there, everyone was involved and we all kind of worked together and it was just fun. And, um, everyone was super cool. And uh, and then after the class, we raffled it off, and someone's gonna take it home. And uh, you know, we also, you know, Bootstrap Farmer, they s sent us one of their pole benders to give away. So we did a giveaway on that, and and a chick lift. Uh, we gave away a chick lift, 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was a success, I would say. So the odds uh, were good to win something like a 50, 50 chance to bring something home. Yeah. Everyone won something oh. except for two people. Nice. But I mean, you know, they still got the class, you know, yeah. they just didn't. Tell just a bonus. Yep. Yeah. It's just a bonus, but so they got, Lorraine's bucket. I'm sure they love that. Yeah. That was great too. She made some, some donuts in the morning and, Mm. I mean, it was it was great. We had some uh, shredded pork from one of our pigs. Yeah, that's um, worth the price of admission, right there. I mean, it was awesome. Right. Yeah, and it was good weather. I mean, I took everyone on a little mini tour of our place. Sure, you know, everyone wants to see the coonies, <laughs> and uh, so it was it was a good time, and and uh, I'm glad I did it, and uh, everyone seemed like they had a good time too. So. Did you give anybody any rides in the mini truck? No, I did not. Some people were asking. <laughs> were they? I believe it. Yeah, I was like, pile in the back. No. Right. Put some hay bales in there and make like a little hay wagon in the bed. Yeah. Good to go. Well, let's get on to the, uh, the topic for the day. Do our kids like homesteading? Just because we all love it doesn't mean that our kids are going to love it. Right. <laughs> right. Our daughter, when we moved out here, you know, when we started homesteading, she was four years old. You know, she, we've been here, she's 12 now. So, you know, she, this is pretty much all she knows. Slowly, you could kind of tell where she kind of forgets of how our life would, was in California. <laughs> you know, cause we'd go Disneyland. You know, stuff like that when she was four. Yep. You know, and now she just kind of forget. She's forget how, how it was. And now this is what we do now. So, I don't know. I guess she's like a normal kid. Some days she, I think she loves it. And some days I think she doesn't. Right. Yeah, this is one of the subjects. Uh, it would almost be better if we were to just like have the kids here and like gauge the reaction um, I could tell you the two oldest, I don't know, like they're not real keen on some of the stuff like the chores and some of that stuff, because I mean, we left California when they were 10, 11, something like that. Yeah. 10. And, you know, so they spent first decade of their lives in California. They, uh, you know, they missed riding bikes and you know, being able to do stuff, having pavement everywhere. And, um, I mean, they didn't have a whole bunch of friends, but you know, when we left, they were like, will we ever see our friends again? Like, huh? probably not. They weren't, weren't the best friends anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but then the, yeah. the younger two, well, I guess the, uh, the, the 14 year old and the, uh, 11 year old, they love it. They love everything about it. They love, I mean, if, if they could live outside uh, in the woods in a loincloth, they probably would. Um, like those, those two, it's like Lord of the Flies. And, you know, the friends that they've made out here, when their their friends come over, it's they disappear. They're off in the woods. They have their swords and their axes. And they're doing stuff. Honestly, it's like they're getting a raising that people haven't had in 100 years. That's... So how I feel watching them. It's like, you guys don't realize what you guys are living. Like 
people don't get to live like this anymore. And you guys are, you know, we talk about it like our generation. We played outside till the streetlights came on. Well, there's no streetlights yep. out here. They get to play outside and, you know, just live wild and free. Like it's, it's definitely different. Uh, and, you know, I don't think any of them really enjoy chores, but it goes with the territory. They all love the food. They all love everything we're growing. I think it's to the point, you know, they might take it for granted a little bit. Uh, I keep telling the older two. The older two are going to work a job uh, during deer season. Uh, that's about as much as I'll say about it. Um, and <laughs> they're, they're starting this week. And uh, I don't think they realize that their free time is going to go bye-bye. And uh, I, th I think those two in, you know, I think it's until January 1st is when deer season ends. Um, yeah. They're going to oh, be wow. missing their, they're going to be missing their free time. So yeah, it's uh it'll be interesting to see, uh, see how they feel about chores <laughs> in a, in a couple months. Right. So we've been, I want to say like really homesteading, homesteading since Olivia has been born, but we started homesteading back before she was born. Like right around the time Gina was pregnant, we started growing a lot of our own food. And then we moved away for four years, but when we moved away, we lived in an apartment for a year. No, not even a year. I think like six months we lived in an apartment when we were back in Massachusetts. And that was a huge eye opener to us. Because when you live in an apartment, like you're constantly trying to entertain yourself and going to find something to do because you live in a shoebox kind of thing. Like you don't have a yard, you don't have anything. And we were used to having, you know, we had three acres at that time before we moved and we had pigs and we had meat birds and we had egg layers. We had a nice garden and everything. So when we moved, it was like, oh, wow, this is terrible. So we, we, when we found a house in Mass, it had three acres. And we had chickens, we had meat rabbits, we had gardens. We weren't supposed to, but we had all that stuff. We were in like suburbia on like a main road. The front lawn became guard, all just gardens. We just did big compost gardens. And then out back, I put a fence up. I had it logged. It was all big overgrown trees that were good for nothing. Big pine trees are like falling down. And we put chicken track, we put egg layers out there and then meat birds, not meat birds, sorry. We did meat rabbits because Gina didn't think that having chicken tractors in our backyard in suburbia would be a good idea. So we did meat rabbits. So Olivia's kind of always been around it and she gets, she loves some aspects. We were just watching some older videos tonight of when she was like, I think like nine and she was out there milking the goats and we had to milk goats, you know, she's right into it. But as they age, you know, they're, things get different they don't like to do all the stuff so she yeah. enjoys some of it but i'll be really interested in for, for finding out for Libby. but i think for all of our kids that are in it they're used to the food and they're used to the good food and they're used to the lifestyle so like when they ever do leave what's going to be like an eye opener to them like are they gonna want to come back you know what i mean like kind of like i want to like at some point they're like oh they think the grass is greener on the other side and then they'll go live that life and then be like wait a minute, <laughs> this is not what I thought it was going to be like. You know, kind of yeah. like we moved and we lived in an apartment for a few months. We were like, ooh, yeah, like this is not fun. Yeah, or they might love it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. 
that's kind of how I feel. About I it. Yeah, they might, you imagine? They might love it. They might, but I don't know. Could you imagine eating the food you're able to eat now, and your kids have it at their fingertips, and then going to eat? No, yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah, it's like for them to be able to afford what, how we eat now, right. like going to going to go buy it. That like that's very expensive. Mm -hmm. Very expensive, and that's what we're used to eating. So that, yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, it sounds kind of elitist saying it like that. It's like, oh, yeah, we eat so expensive. <laughs> but, I mean, that is the reality of it. To buy pasture-raised, organic anything, oh, it's top dollar. Like, it is the most expensive food you can, you can get. And that's just what yeah. we eat because we're raising our animals and our, you know, we're raising our food naturally. This world is upside down. But we're living this lifestyle, but we're also living the lifestyle so we can afford it. I know that's what yeah. got us into it. Like, yeah. man, we can't afford that nice food, but we want that food because we want to feel better kind of thing. Yeah. I think about, like, like say, you know, she turns 18 or whatever, and she's like, okay, I'm, I'm out. You know, I'm going to go to the city or whatever. I'm going to get a regular job. I'm going to go try to find my way. I think eventually like she'll, she would eventually come back to this lifestyle, whether she's in her forties, thirties, fifties. I think eventually she'll be like, come back to it. Like she'll find it. Like, you know what? I remember growing up this way. I remember that. And I think she'll miss it. There is a romance to this Could lifestyle. But... We all found a way to make it work for us, like business-wise and income. So it'll be interesting to see if our kids want it. How do they make it work for them? Which I think is will be awesome to see. Not, not even just our kids, but kids that are in this realm. Like, how do they yeah. make it work for them? Especially, you know, just being a different generation. No, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I see other kids, not just our, our child, but other kids in this space that are very um, entrepreneurial. Um, like, it seems like they want to do their own thing or they're trying to see what that is, yeah. which is great. You know, like, I think that's awesome. That's just night and day difference from how I was growing up. Right. And so I, I think it will be interesting to see everyone's children and see how how everyone turns out, I guess. And something I would love for her to stick around and want to do this lifestyle, but you can't, you know, you can't make them do anything, you know, like, but at least they would have an, this option, right? Yeah, which I think is, is good to have options. Like Olivia, she's very attuned to food and how it makes her feel. So it'll be interesting to see like that part if she goes away from it or if any kid goes away from it and they, they're attuned to, you know, oh, hey, I eat good, I feel good, or I eat junk food, I don't. Like, yeah, I mean, that's that'd be a huge thing. Cause like you said, like you, you can, some nowadays you can kind of go to a grocery store and get the good quality food, but it's expensive. We were actually having a conversation the other day. Uh, we had bought some uh, like pepperoni salamis for pizza night. We buy the whole salami and then slice it on the deli slicer and make our own pizza. There. Pardon me. Phone's going off in the background. Um, 
Well, the discussion came up uh, that uh, we can taste, you know, this isn't an organic product. This isn't a pasture-raised pork product. This was just generic cured meat. And about half the household could tell the difference. Uh, the way I would describe it, if you go from eating clean meat to eating, you know, store-bought, there's like a manure flavor to it. Like the way pig manure smells, you, you can detect that in the meat. <laughs> well, we were all sitting there talking about it. And it's like, I don't want to eat this. Like I ate one pepperoni and was like, I'm not putting that on my pizza. Well, one of the oldest twin, Tyler, uh, you know, he's 16. And he just looks at me. He's like, you know, you guys talk about this. I can't taste any of this stuff. Like, it just tastes like pepperoni to me. Like, uh, am I, like, do I not have good taste? Or, like, what's going on? Like, it doesn't taste piggy to me. And I told him, I was like, hey, you know, I wasn't, it was, I think I was in my 20s before I could finally taste stuff like that. Um, I think it was when I had actually, you know, been around animals that that's when you can start detecting stuff like that. But that comment got me thinking. It's like, okay... If he can't detect a difference, then, you know, who cares what you eat, right? But I think right. what's funny is when he was younger, I'd say probably like eight or nine, anytime he ate a hot dog, he would complain that he got a headache. And so Meg was the one who finally figured it out. She's like, hey, every time he eats like nitrates and, you know, cheap hot dogs, he gets a headache. Well... This uh, this summer, we went to the fair, and we all got corn dogs. He started complaining of a headache after he ate this corn dog, and it was like, he still got it, whether he realizes it or, or not. So it'll be interesting if, you know, we already know he has some sensitivities to things in food and cheaper food. Uh, the real question would be, does he care enough about how he feels to come back to this lifestyle? I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. I have company here, so I'm going to have to cut it short. Okay. That's all right. No problem, Al. All right. Thanks for stopping by. It was nice to have with you guys. All right. Talk to you next <laughs> all week. All right. Have a good night. You too. Have a good one. All right. And then we're all right. it's just us. Been. Just the two of us. <laughs> the California, the California <laughs> kids. <laughs> I know Brett. He's the 14-year-old. Uh, he feels pretty strongly about all this stuff because I think he's been in this realm a little bit longer or maybe he's paid more attention. <laughs> We've watched the documentaries with him. Uh, they all talk about, there's a documentary called Food Inc. And that documentary, yeah. they all still talk about that one. Um, and so he's he's pretty much, he's on board. Like I could see him... Like he's the one he's interested in gardening. He's every year he I'm giving him more and more dirt so he can have a bigger and bigger garden because he's just he's on fire for it. So I think right there, like I could see him staying in this lifestyle. Uh Corbin too, the youngest boy, I could see him staying in it. Um But oh, I guess only time will yeah. tell. I know, it's hard to yeah, we can't predict the future and it's like I'm not making her her I, I want it to be her choice you know i think yep. that'd be best yep. it's absolutely something that whether they leave or they come back like 
ultimately it's up to them. Um, I, uh, that has been one of yeah. the things about parenting that I've learned and I've, I've watched so many either friends, relatives, you name it, either control their children and how they want their children to come out or completely hands off and just, yep, they're going to turn out how they turn out and it can either be good or bad. Um, and I've seen it both ways. And so kind of my, my philosophy is just like, give them the tools and the things they need and, you know, <laughs> they're just going to do what they can do. You know, you aren't, you aren't in control oh, yeah. of their destiny. Oh yeah. They're, oh yeah. They're going to be so self-sufficient. Like they're already, <laughs> they know more than any of all of us combined will ever know. Yeah. You know, they've learned so much in their short time they're here already, which is awesome. You know, and all the kids that they all hang out with and friends that we have, like they're all kind of in that, in the same space. So I think it's pretty neat. Yeah. I think that's been something nice too, is making the connections we've made out here and various friends and circles we run in and, you know, having four boys, uh, the conversation has come up of like, I guess, positive male influence. And most of the people we hang out with, if they have boys, their boys are just like our boys. You know, they're outside all the yeah. time. They're not plugged into video games all the time. They're, they still know how to go out and have fun and they know how to do stuff because, you know, their parents are doers. Their parents are people who do stuff all the time and they've had their kids in their back pocket the whole time. And so it's been, it's been really cool to just, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I guess it's just more of that, you know, giving the kids the tools they need to make it in life. Man, we're like so far off topic right now, aren't we? I don't know. I think we are. <laughs> but it's all right. We're just talking, man. We're just talking on the phone. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, I don't know if there's anything more to say about it, you know? Like, I think we all kind of hope they all continue the life, but we'll see. They're kids. Some days they want it. Some days they don't. Yep. Some days they want to sleep in. Some days they're up super early. <laughs> And are excited. We just got to keep moving forward and uh, continuing doing what we're doing, I think, and see what happens. I mean, that's all we can do in this uh, this slow march forward. You know, I, I don't know if it's getting older or what, but it feels like time is speeding up, uh, especially since we've got out here. You know, it feels yeah. like we just left California like last year and we've almost been here five years. Like it's really weird to think about, you know, we just had a baby and now she's three. Uh, it just, it feels like time is speeding up. And so we've had the discussion a lot lately of, you know, even with the boys, it's like, Hey, you two are almost 18. Like you're legally able to go do what you want at that age. And it's really weird to be at this point. I remember when we had them and we're sitting there and it's like, well, I'm going to be like in my early forties by the time these babies are legally adults. Like, I don't know how I feel about that now. Like it's, it's really weird to yeah. be in this, this position, but at the same time, it's cool. No, it's I know. like, it's really cool. Yeah. 
Or, yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to leave California and, and start this lifestyle when she was younger. Because I felt like the more, the longer we wait, she it was just going to be harder to move. Because she's going to be older, you know, they're, she's going to have her friends. She's going to be, I mean, who knows? Maybe would have put her in public school. I don't know. Um, you know, and I think it would just have been harder. So I'm glad we, we had moved out here when we did. Um, but I think it's just, I mean, for me, the, you know, as soon as I graduated high school, it was like, all right, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to get a job. You know, you got to get a job. You got to, are you going to go to college? You got to go to college, right? And that's what I ended up doing. And then I was out and getting a, a, a job and going to college. And that's all I did. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And now I'm going to. I'm I'm discouraging going to college. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Don't go to college just to get into debt. Yeah, you but, know, that's a whole another topic in itself, right there. Yeah, uh, I know, I know, I know. I don't want to go there, but <laughs> I mean, you know what? Like, I did the same thing. I uh, that was that was what was preached to our generation: is your worth is dependent on that piece of paper, yeah. and. Uh, really what I learned was, you know, I went to college briefly. Um, I, uh, was getting set up to, you know, go to college and get some sort of degree. And I figured out real quick, I could use college as a vocational school and then start working. Cause that was really what I wanted to do. I just wanted to start working. I was tired of school. It's like, I've been in school all my life. I want to, I'm going to start working now. Well, I think what's weird is on the other side of it, it's like, what advice do I give my sons? You know, all of them, my, all my kids, you know, do I tell them go to college? You know, the thing that I was told my whole life, or do I tell them learn a trade? Well, I have told them that it's like, by the time you leave here, son, yeah, you're going to know how to weld and machine <laughs> and do all sorts of stuff that, you know, if you ever yeah. need those skills, you can fall back on. But yeah, it's... Right, exactly. But that's good that they would have that option to fall back on. Yep. You know, if, say, they did go to college and an office job didn't work out. Yeah. Or, you know, something like that. Yep. I think, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, it, it just comes down to whatever they want to do. I'll support it either way. If they, you know, if they decide, hey, I want to get a degree in this. I want to go to college. Okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but yeah, time will tell. Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of uh, <laughs> a lot more of a topic uh, under those subjects. Oh yeah, get off in the weeds and have a whole nother podcast on that. All right. So Ben, do you have any more spots left open on your workshops coming up? Hold on, let me ask my secretary. She can kill me for calling her that. The boss. Uh, do, the yeah, boss. boss. Let me ask the boss. Uh, do we have any spots left in our November class? Yeah, I believe we have three. We have three left in our November class. Uh, but you know, by the time this episode goes up, okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be cutting it close by the time this episode goes up. Uh, and then December okay. has one spot left for the December class, and then obviously the January class is sold out. I'm a little nervous. 
Like I'm straight up nervous. Like I've taught a class before, but I had lots of backup. And this time it's like, it's like just a little me. That's right. Yeah. No, you, it's, you, it's a good, you, it's a good health. It's healthy. It's healthy to be nervous. Yeah, I guess so. I'll be really healthy by the time the first pig <laughs> hits the ground. <laughs> That's all right. You said you wanted to be there. I yeah, might once be you like, get that first one out. I might be like, Jason, yeah. I might need some moral support you'll here. Have, you'll <laughs> have backup, man. I know. Yeah, you'll have backup. <laughs> but no, I, I understand what, you're, what you mean, man. Uh, it is nerve-wracking. And you're having, basically, you're having strangers at your house. So, yep. I mean, you're opening your home to people and so yeah. that is nerve-wracking and then it, there's some anxiety there but i think you know i think for the most part people are nice people are people are cool man yeah. and you uh, know that's the truth and you're teaching teaching a class i mean they're there to learn something so i think it's it's all good you just got to get that first one out of the way get the uh get the uh, butterflies under control but so i'll um i'll leave a link to your class down below on this uh youtube podcast and podcast, uh, just in case anyone wants to do last minute uh, signups, and maybe there's still left when this podcast is out. But um, I think we're going to end it there. Sounds and, good. Uh, I appreciate. Yeah, this was a good talk. Uh, I appreciate everyone listening and watching uh, these podcasts, and thank you all for the great comments on YouTube. And all the, um, if you're on iTunes, leave uh, feedback, uh, rate us on there, so that way we can be people. It, it can be better for the podcast. Uh, and if you have not signed up or um, subscribe, yes, the five star. And if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, we really appreciate it. Thank you guys, and I hope everyone has an awesome week. See you guys.